We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. So we've got um, special visitors today. Many of you will already know Hilton, but also we have with us also from St. Martin, Mickey, who is over there next to Mark behind the the desk. So Mickey is here because part of the strategy and the direction that God's been given us here is about what are the emer- How do we support the emerging leaders coming in to participate with the maintaining the movement? Well, that's what we felt also to offer our friends overseas and kind of that journey. And so when we had the Future Seed Conference with, with the LNI guys back in October of last year, Hilton returned to St. Martin and he identified Mickey as one of the guys that he wanted to, to really invest and invite into things. And so we've been meeting together over Zoom um, over the last year on a regular basis to talk and explore what it means to bear weight and to, to share in what God's given the vision holder of Hilton to do. But then we thought, well, let's bring him over here so we get to know him one-to-one a little bit more. So a lot of you have had the opportunity to get to know Mickey. Hilton... He's like the furniture now. Most of you will, will know him. Um, I've had the great pleasure of getting to travel with Hilton a number of times when uh, John and me and Hilton have traveled together. It will never stop amazing me the places that Hilton can fall asleep. Um, and I remember sitting in the airport with him. I said, are you tired? No, I'm not tired. I turn around. Well, and he's asleep. It's amazing. It's amazing what he can do. But... Um, Hilton has demonstrated the value that we really have of relationship. When we did the celebration of 40 years of ministry, of John's ministry, he came over and he he was a surprise guest. He flew all the way over St. Martin just to be here for that event. When he was aware that we were praying for Dad before we got this diagnosis, he came again. I think he was in Birmingham. He, He drove all the way down from Birmingham for an hour and then went back up again just to express his love and care towards John. And so we really appreciate who Hilton is. Um, You want to say a little bit? Well, I first met Hilton actually 36 years ago and uh, we're younger today than we were then. Uh, We believe that God builds relationally. And at that time, God joined our hearts. Hilton is really the senior member now of the network and takes a a key role. And we've had the joy of serving in different countries together, as well as uh, much time together in St. Martin. That's great. That's ministry. That's the blessing of God. But the thing that God looks on and the thing that he's enabled us to live in is the relationship of loving him and loving one another. Hilton has proved to be a very faithful friend, a very loving brother, and anointed in significant ways with a great work in St. Martin and reaching out into many other places. So it is really our joy to have him with us. He's my brother, and I'm just delighted that God joining our hearts, allowing us to walk together all these years, and we welcome him to this time of sharing with us. Bless you, Hilton. 
Well, good, after, good morning. Uh, is it morning still? Is it still morning? All right. Well, we are glad to be here and want to thank God for the privilege that I could share with family. We are family. When we first met in 1987, one of the teachings that John, or one of the words that we heard was God has one big, big family. And he included you and I in that big, big family. And you glad? And you glad that you are part of his family? And he chose you to be in this big, big, big family. And in reality, Jesus introduced this family as the kingdom when he came to the earth. John the Baptist started to preach in the book of Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2. From that time, John the Baptist began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. In chapter 4 and verse 17, Jesus preached the same message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means it's near you. It's within your reach. You could take advantage if you could embrace it. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We understand that repentance is one of the ways in which we engage the kingdom of God, this church. Today I want to share with you from something that is important. I want to thank God for what, for the time that we are here. And we're here because of one thing. We are understanding together that in order for us to move ahead, we need to understand those who are, who have been serving and laying the foundation for this work. Those who have been here for a long time. I was glad to really be able to meet Jeff Finch and husband and wife, for you being part of this work and what God is doing here. And one of the things that Jamie said during the time that we've been here, we keep on picking up on it, is the connection there ought to be between the veterans that we understand to be ambassadors and the emerging leaders. Each one of you have a responsibility to connect. Each one have a responsibility in order to make, to, to expand and enlarge the kingdom of God. I want to thank God for those of you who, during the time that we've been here, have taken the time to serve in the way that you serve, in the way that you have helped to carry out the vision. The word said, we doubt where there is no vision, the people perish. And Mickey and myself, we are grateful 
for our host. I want you to put your hands together for our host, the Bidens, and also the Pisides. I want to thank God for Neil. Put your hands together for Neil. Put your hands together for those who assisted us yesterday. You took us through the cold, bring us into the warmth, get us out, and you bring us back in one piece. That is Peter and Owen. Put your hands together for them. Owen, thank you. Since I'm here to really speak to you today, and I want to use the time that I have wisely, I would really like to go into the word that would really, that's on my heart. And I want to thank God for the work that you guys have been doing. I, if I could recall, there's one person I would really like to highlight in what I saw in the commitment that he did during the time that I came, not only one time, but on several times, especially when we had conferences and he wanted to be a part of what God is doing. Lynn, where is it? Where is Lynn? He's out. I want to thank God for him. Lynn is one person that I saw commitment and dedication, and that's why even in preparing this teaching today, I want to say to you that I remembered him in his dedication to his wife who was on a wheelchair. And I can remember him in his dedication and devotion to ensure that she get to the meetings and to take the time to roll her out, roll her in, do everything that it takes, and I admired that. We never know the impact we would have on persons when we are committed to what God has given us to do. I want to speak to you today on the topic that is relevant, building lasting relationship. When John spoke earlier, he told you that the relationship that we have and continue to build on is 36 years now. And from the since I've known John, I emulate his walk. I emulate his ways of dealing and expressing the kingdom of God. And if you realize now, I'm looking like him. <laughs> realize exactly I have the very same thing. And that's what really happens. You begin to look alike when you begin to um, build relationship. And I thank God for my brothers, Danielle and Jimmy here today. I want to thank God for you guys. And I'm proud of what you all are doing. You inspire me too. Thank God for the way that you express what you have picked up from your dad and you could really do it within the kingdom of God. 
I took time, I think it's on Friday, to visit the home of Daniel, and you inspired me, sir. I realized that God placed in the hands, in your hands, a man who have exemplified his life before you. Your times when you were little and at school, and dad would leave mom and these three boys to be in St. Martin, to be in Sierra Leone, to be in Zimbabwe. The times you had, you had a difficulty at school and mom had to handle it, but she called dad. And she needed dad at that moment, but she looked for ways in which she could do it and say to him, don't bother, honey, but I will do what I have to do. Don, I want to say to you, thank you for allowing him to be with us. And that's why I am here today to be able to say that God, the building relationship with God is the most lasting thing. And let me put one word right there that is very important. Don't forget to love. Don't forget to demonstrate love. As I springboard into the message in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. And now abides, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. If you're going to build relationship, love is the key. A young man dating a young lady, the first thing that it said, I'm beginning to love you. There's one point that I don't like is the word saying, I'm falling in love with you. You don't fall in love. You grow in love. Hello? You grow in love. You begin to date the individual. And every young lady, every young man wants to date. Nothing wrong in dating different persons, especially when you're not serious. But dating is very good to know the opposite sex. That's how you begin to build relationship. And you don't build relationship just because you want to be married. You build relationship because you would like to be friends and to know each other. I want you to understand exactly. The word is saying to us in the beginning of the 13th chapter, it tells us that do I have the gifts of tongues that I could speak in tongues and understand mysteries and do not have love? I am nothing. Do I have faith that I can move mountains? I am nothing. And it says to us that the gift that we have without the fruit is useless. That means faith, which can move mountains, hope that tells you that things will change is very important, but the key you need to live is love. And if you go into survive in any way, it's good to have the prophetic, which is faith. 
it's good to see things changes as miracles. But the word is saying to us, the miracles will fade, the faith movement will fade, but love, that's what is going to last. And for that, I want to be able to demonstrate what I'm saying today in finding your purpose. If you're going to build relationship, you need to find your purpose. Why are you in the relationship? Why are you a part of this ministry? And because everyone here, we are together to build. We are building a community. Because we are building a community of shared life, that every one of us has something that we can contribute. And based on what you contribute, you are building relationship. You are building the kingdom of God. The idea comes to mind if you're going to build, if we're going to build relationship, we need to have a home to live in. And in order for us to have a home, you need to have a builder. To whether to have a builder, the builder would need to have tools. I've had many. This is a very good one. This, you could also use it to get the tiles in place. But if you're going to work on the roof, if you're going to board up something, you need a hammer. Everybody would realize that this is important to build. If you're going to build lasting relationship, you need a hammer. And if you're going to build lasting relationship, you need nails. It's important to understand what this nail and this hammer represent. Most people would feel exactly that the nail is not important and the hammer, let me say to you, both of them are tools in the hands of the master. They are tools in the hands of the carpenter. They are tools in the hands of the doctor. There are times the doctor needs the hammer. There are times the dentist needs the hammer. There are times when the nurse needs the hammer. But you also need the nail, and the nail will come in a different form. It is an injection. Everybody say tools. Every one of you, doesn't matter what your profession, you need a hammer and you need nails. For the seamstress, you need a thread and you need a needle. And that means you would need to prick the cloth in order to get the needle passed through it. But the process you may not understand because the process of getting things in building things and constructing things, even the very clothes that you have on, it was constructed. It's been built together to fit you. And God has chosen you to be able to fit together in order for every one of us to be sitting here today, a relationship had to be built. Whether it was one for a night, 
or whether it was one for 30 or 40 or 50 years, relationship had to start somewhere and to be built. John and Dawn, how long have you all built this relationship? How long is it? How many? 51. 51. When he was young, moving around, running around, kicking a ball, doing everything, she was excited. <laughs> now, he may not be able to kick a ball and do all this thing, but she's still excited. And she does it even when she, if, because the, if it turned differently and she was the one to be attended to, John would do the very same thing to take care of her. Relationship is important, building relationship, and it may not always go as you please, but you need to find ways in which you fulfill your purpose. What is the purpose of the nail? The purpose of the nail and the hammer, the, it's important to understand the nail is used to join things together. If you're going to get the roof off, you need the nails to go into, but in order for it to get into, it needs pressure. You need to pong it in. The nail will have to go through pain to go through the wood, but what you need is not just to get the pain, but you need to get the joining. And if you're going to get the joining, you would have difficulties, but the joining is important. What you need is the joining. Don't move away from the joining. What join you? And so let me just give you, the hammer represents the word of God. The nail represents the Holy Spirit. And you need the word of God and you need the Holy Spirit in order to build. The master needs the word and the nail. The preacher needs the word and the spirit. The nurse needs the word and the spirit. Now I'm looking at it from a natural standpoint, but I want you to notice if we're going to build relationship, there is physical relationship and spiritual relationship. And that's what we are saying when we speak about that John and Hilton have a relationship for 38 years. There's a marriage. There's a covenant. There's nothing written. And what we are doing, we don't have nothing which says, well, Hilton must do this and Hilton must do that and John must do that and John must do that. Do you have that? Do you have a contract saying, well, when you get up in the morning, you need to brush my teeth. When you get up, you need to make my coffee. Do you need, do you have to really put the eggs together or you have to wash my clothes? Do you have that at home? Do you have that? For those of you who are married, do you have that? Do you have something on that your wife must see that she has to do those lists of things for her to be your wife or the husband must do the list of things that he would be the husband? No. So we don't legislate our relationship. What we do, we cultivate our relationship. Everybody say cultivate. Build. Everybody say build. If our relationship is going to last, we need to build on it. If our relationship is going to last, it's going to build on it. And for two of you who studied as husband and wife, I want to tell you, begin to build. You had to use the hammer and the nail 
in order to add the first child. You'll get that understanding later. <laughs> Physically, if there is no physical contact, there's no multiplication. There must be physical contact for you to add another person in your family. And every one of you sitting under the sound of my voice, there had to be physical contact. There had to be relationship of the man and the woman coming together in order for you to be here today. On the point of the spiritual point, the word of God says that there has to be a relationship in that we call regeneration, that the word and the spirit has to come together. When the word is preached, the spirit touch your heart, conversion take place, you become a child of God. When you open your heart and say, Jesus, I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth, and I'm saved. Am I speaking to us today? Building relationship. And in building relationship with God, God so loved the world that he had an action. He didn't just stay in heaven. He had an action. God had an action. Can we say that? God had an action. And I want you to understand, there had to be intimacy. In order for a child to be added, there have to be intimacy between the man and the woman. In order for you to be a part of the kingdom of God, there has to be intimacy between the father and the son. As the father loved you, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And the son so loved you that he gave himself. As the father has sent me, so send I you. Go you into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So the nail has purpose. The nail needs to join. Who are you joining to the kingdom of God? Who are you building relationship with? And that's what J Jamie has been saying. It's time that you join yourself with the veteran. Join yourself with the ambassador. Join yourself with the emerging person. Join yourself with the young people. Join yourself with the child because there is something you must pass on to that person that is important. There is something that Jesus wants you to give to somebody because you're in the process of building relationship. And we are not just here to sing songs. But if my singing is going to help you to get into the kingdom of God, I will sing. If my singing is going to help me to help you to praise God, I'm going to sing. And the point is, how do I get the nail in? I need to keep on hammering it. I need to keep on punging it. I need to keep on beating the nail. Beat it up. And as I do it, it goes into what I want and it gets connected. It connects what I want and I can let it go. And how do I do it? Through prayer. I want to build my relationship with Danielle, and we agree in prayer. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your children. 
I'm praying for your wife. I'm praying for your job. I'm praying for those in South Africa. I'm praying for those in Sierra Leone. I'm praying for those who are in the Philippines. I'm praying for those who are in Peru. And I love John because the point is, he didn't just love this beautiful congregation. The Bible says he left it just as God. He didn't just say, I love earth. I love world. The Bible says he sent his son. This church was able to send John to us. Why am I here today? Because John was sent to us from 36 years ago. This church was pouring out the oil, and they said, we need to reach out to our brothers and sisters across the world, and they didn't know they would meet me, but I want to thank God that God had frustrated that we would be able to be in contact and be there. And you could realize, for 36 years, the relationship is not a fake. There's a marriage that takes place. God said in the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and verse 26 to 28, the word says, let us make man in an image. There was a communication. There was a relationship between. You see, every other thing that he wanted, he spoke it. When he wanted, when he wanted animals, he spoke to the earth. When he wanted fishes, he spoke to the waters. But when he wanted man, he spoke to himself. And he said, let us make man. Let us make man in our own image and likeness. And let them have dominion. That means he begins to speak purpose into us. We are purpose. And it's not just the male who dominates. The woman also is equal with the man in dominating the earth and leading in the earth. I want you to put your hands together for the women. Because religion told us is only the men should function. The women should not. The women don't have a say. She should not be prophet. She should not be pastor. She should not be evangelist. She should not be prophet. She should not be apostle. But the word doesn't say that. The word says to us in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 11 and 12. He says, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. And he gave some to be apostles and some to be prophets and some to be pastors and some to be teachers. You could put that up for me, please, if you can. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 12. Put it up for us. We're talking about building. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse Number 12. Verse 11. Can you put on verse 11? Notice what it says. So Christ himself did what? Gave apostles. The prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, and teachers. In the New King James Version, he says he gave some. He didn't say he gave some men. He said he gave some. Because some there does not just refer to the male. Some refer to the female as well. And you see, man... When he refers to man there, it doesn't refer to man there as gender. It refers to man there as species. 
The species of man is male and female. But when it comes to person, there is male and there is female. And each one has a responsibility as a nail. Everyone has a capacity to join. Every woman is joined to her man, is joined to her husband. In the body of Christ, the same thing, both. We, we find there was the husband-wife ministry in the book of Acts. Aquila and Priscilla. They were the one who ministered to Apollos, who was also a minister. What they did, they updated him. And more Priscilla, she acquitted, she, she updated him with kingdom principles. She had a wide knowledge of what God was doing when he was building or as he's building his church. It's important to understand Jesus is the one who's building the church and he gave some to be apostles and prophets and so on. Go to the next verse, verse 12. Why did he give them? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Next verse. Is that all it's saying here? Yeah? No, I think there is something else missing in verse 12. That's all here? Yep. yep. Okay, so he gave these, and he says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. That word perfect man there, it does not mean male. It means maturity. It means fullness. And what it's saying there is, he gave five-fold ministry. Everybody say five. five. For the purpose, the five are to equip the, 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 the saints to do the work of the ministry. Not for them, the five, to do the work, but for the church to do the work. He equipped, we are to equip you to do the work. And that's why I like the involvement where Jamie is saying at this point, he's saying what we need is to make the connection. Let there be a generational connection. Let there be a point where the, the, the veteran don't live without fulfilling what is their purpose, passing on the baton. And you don't pass the baton, wait for the person to pass on, to pass the baton. While the person is there, there must be, uh, can I get you, Daniel, come. Notice, I'm gonna pass on the baton, and notice there, did you start running, sir? <laughs> run the other way, run the other way. And I'm running, and I'm running to, and, okay, no, you go, you go this way. And I'm gonna pass the baton. You pass the baton. All right? All right. So notice what is happening. He surpasses me. But I'm still running. He doesn't even know when I am no longer in, 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 in the place to run. But he continues running. Because that's what it's about. 
this generation must catch on that there is something that we need to do and is find our purpose. What is it that God gave John to do? Has he finished? If he's not finished until God said it's finished. That means, like Jesus said, can you remember that? Jesus is on the cross. And what happens? Daniel, come. <laughs> you are my... Brother Naomi. Brother Naomi. Uh, you, you do it. Okay. <laughs> 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 ah! Was he screaming? In order for you and I to be saved, there had to be a hammer and a nail punging Jesus to the wood of the cross. And there is suffering. There is pain. In order for the kingdom to be established, in order for lasting relationship, there had to be the purpose of the nail and the hammer going through the hands of Jesus. Are you willing to allow the nail and the hammer to go through your hands, your feet, your head, your mouth? Are you willing for the word, for the, for the spirit to take hold of your life, to be used for God like John have done? John, who would take the time to be in South Africa. There are times he would live here and he would be in the Philippines. And you'd know sometimes, I was speaking to Dawn just a few days ago and he said there was a time we were in St. Martin. Thank you, Dawn. Put your hands together for him. It's a good execution. <laughs> and she said there was a time when she was in St. Martin. She was with Manu, who is our another connection on Dutch side of the island. And John had just finished sharing at Mano's church, and they went into a place to have lunch. They left their bags. Mano left his keys and what other things are the items in the car. When they returned, the car was vandalized, and the holy bag was missing. Everybody knows John never traveled without the holy bag. But that day, the holy bag was missing, his Bible was missing, his credit cards were missing. Thank God, his wife was with him that day, so she remembered to take out the passport and put it in the safe at the hotel. That's why they could come back and travel to get back to England. Put your hands together for her. I'm saying this to say to you, you don't know the challenges, the suffering, the nails that had to go through his hands in order for him to build relationship. Let me say to every husband and to every wife, there'll be times you'd feel like nails is going through your hands, but are you willing to sacrifice yourself for the marriage, for your relationship? There are times within the church when you will not see eye to eye with the leader. Are you willing to allow nails to go through your hand for a greater purpose, and that is for the glory of God? Are you willing to say yes? Yes, Jamie, 
I don't understand what you're doing now. But because you are sensing something from God, I want to join with you until God bring it to pass. I want to thank God. Where's Mark? Stand please, sir. I want to thank God for you in you facilitating what God is doing at this moment. I want to say to you, God is ministering into your heart. There are so many things that God is placed inside. But because you have a call of humility in your heart and your life, God says, you are part of the thing that I'm doing. And I see you as having a Caleb and a Joshua mentality. Someone that will not just abandon ship, but somebody that would stand up here and say, how I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. I thank God for what he's going to do in your life in the days to come. God is going to give you a lot of revelations. Lives are going to be touched by you in a great way. I want you to open your hands. Let's open your hands. Just say, Father. Say that with me. Say that with me. Father, go ahead. Go ahead. Father, go ahead. Drive the nails in my hands. You sure you want to say that? Are you sure you want to say that? Do you know Jesus said that? Go ahead. Drive the nails in my hands. And John doesn't want us to feel sorry for him because he has done his part. He's doing his part and continue to do his part. Are you understanding me? It is your time to be able to pick up on what John has done and tell yourself, I want that anointing to do what I'm called to do. I take an example as I close with Joseph. Joseph understand what it was to have nails driven through his hands. And the Bible says even in his feet, they drove nails in his feet. They, they put his feet in stock. They bruised him. Are you willing to be bruised? The Christian life is not something that is all sweet and rosy. And yes, it's sweet and fun, but there are times of pain. Paul says there are many times I was beaten. There were times that was thrown over walls, left dead. Paul said this. The Christian life is not easy, but Joseph, he went through a point where his own brothers, they, because of his dream, because of just a dream, they had him to be thrown in a dungeon, eventually planned to kill him, then throw him into a pit then sold him. People will betray you. People will let you down. People will disappoint you. In this building of relationship, expect different things to happen, but don't give up on your purpose God has called you to do. Be who God has called you to be. 
Tell yourself, I'm willing to be sacrificed on the altar. I'm willing to allow the nails to be driven from my hand. I'm willing to allow the, 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 the sword to go from my side for a greater purpose. And that is to see that everyone who are in London who have come to the knowledge of Christ, that they could come and give glory to God. I want to say to you, if I had to do it over again, I'll do the same thing. God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Joseph, it comes to the point the Bible says to us in chapter 41 that after he did an interpreted dream for everybody, nobody seems to remember him. God allowed the Pharaoh to have a dream. And he has a dream that he cannot remember what the dream is all about. And the word said to us, when Joseph got into the present, he, he said, Pharaoh said to him, they told me that you could interpret dream. Joseph said, it's not me, but God can interpret dream and tell Pharaoh what the secret is. To make the story short, Joseph was able to tell him everything. The Bible says, when he explained him not only the dream, but only told him a plan. Sometimes it's in the middle of your suffering, God revealed to you the next move. And right in the prison, God gave him a plan as to how to be able to structure things and to be a manager. Sometimes it's when you go for the prison, you have time to really be able to plan and to strategize. Maybe you're going for a prison at this moment. Don't abandon God. God has not forgotten you. He will come through for you. And so the word says, at the very same time, in spite of all that Joseph went through, Joseph was promoted in one day. And then he was given a wife. He built relationship with that wife and they had two sons and that is found in chapter 41 of the book of Genesis. The names of the two boys, Manasseh and Ephraim. God, Manasseh is, God has made me to forget all my toils and my sorrow. His name simply means thankful. The second boy, Ephraim, in all my affliction, the land of my affliction, God has made me to be fruitful. Fruitful. But before you could come to fruitfulness, you go through pain and suffering. Question. Can we, can we, can we read that scripture? Just continue, continue there for me, please, in the next verse. Continue. Let me just look at the scripture that I have. Look at there. Thank you. Look at verse 49 to 53. Verse 49. Verse 39. Verse, verse um, 49, sorry. Chapter 41, verse 49. 
And Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping record because it was beyond measure. Continue. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenev, daughter of Potiphar, a priest of God. How many sons did he have? How many? I'm talking about building relationship, lasting relationship. Two sons were born. I want to show you something else. We have two this morning, and there's another boy. So you have three, plus you have grandchildren. God is not just calling you to build with your biological children. God is calling you to join in having spiritual sons. Joseph not only had two boys. I want to prove to you that he had another boy. Go with me to chapter 45. So he called his brothers forth in verse 4, and he said what? Come close. Say that with me, come close. Can you extend your hand to your brother or your sister next to you and say, can you come close? After everything that has happened within Lifeline, God is calling you to come close. If you're going to build a relationship, you need to come close. Come closer, my friend. Come close. Come closer. Come closer. When he wanted to reveal who he was, he couldn't just say it loud. He had to ask them to come closer. And that's what he says. He says, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. Continue reading. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourself for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So there are certain things that is happening now. God's hand is in the midst of it, right in the midst of Lifeline Church. Do not despise what is happening to be, oh, something wicked has happened among us. No, no, no. God is shifting people for one reason, to expand his kingdom. God is not waiting on you to allow one group. God is saying to you that there are persons who are going to come out of you, come out from this church and move to other places. You are going to come out there. They are going to do the purpose of God that God is going to do. But you must continue to do what God has called you to do. You need to come close. Say that with me, come close. So those who moved away from you don't look down on them. God had his hands on them too. God had his purpose on their lives too. Are you understanding me? Your job is to do what? If you're going to continue to build relationship, you need to do what? Love. Everybody say love. love. Say that with me, love. 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 Notice. Next verse. For these two years now, there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. Continue. 
But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your life by a great deliverance. Purpose, that's purpose. Next verse. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God made me. Are you reading something there that I'm not reading? God made me what? God made me what? Father to who? For God made me a father to Pharaoh. And if he is a father to Pharaoh, what is Pharaoh to him? What is Pharaoh to him? God, he has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all of Egypt. Are we getting that? I want you to understand, some of you, the prime minister of this country is your sons. So the, the, the house of parliament are your sons. Some of you, and that's why I'm, I, I, I told you that I'm so glad to have this man. God bless you, sir. Thank you for working with all these gentlemen because faith is being passed on from you to them. That's the only connection. That's you are the hammer, the nail to get into the parliament. You are the pastor in parliament. You're the pastor in the nation. You're not just anybody. You're not just Daniel. You are Daniel based on the Daniel of the Bible to be able to challenge government, to challenge situation with the principles of the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? If you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, if you're a medical doctor, you're not just there as just any medical doctor. You are God's vessel. You are. God is building with you to change situation, to allow his power to be demonstrated within the medical field. Am I speaking to us today? Am I speaking to us today? If you are in the university, you're not just there just to sit together in education. You're here to become the best leader that you can be, that you could be represent. Go for it and get all the education that you can get. But remember that God is raising you up for one purpose, to affect the nations for him. Are you hearing me? Anthony, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Where is Anthony? Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you. Bless God. Thank you for sacrificing. All of you who sacrifice for us, thank you. But I want to say to you here, you need to find your sons. Find your spiritual sons. More you can work. That Muslim person that you're able to share, take the time to teach English. You are able to pour in their lives. Jesus will be manifested in life by the love, 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 love. Love, love. Everybody say love. You owe something to them. Say, I owe you. Say that with me, I owe you. So if you're going to really, I want you to notice there, not only did he build relationship with his brothers and sisters, but then he built relationship with Pharaoh. That Pharaoh became his son. Pharaoh respected him. The only way that he, Pharaoh had more power over him is because Pharaoh was the ruler of the nation. But Pharaoh said, you are second in command, and you, whatever you decide, happens in the earth. Are you understanding me? That's what God wants to do to use you in your position, that you will change nations for him. And notice, 
He was now the father of the nation. If he was the father of Pharaoh, he became father of nations. John is not the, just the father of these two, but here is a man who could submit to you. This is my father. Here's my daddy. Here is my daddy. Here is my father. Here is my father. Here are my brothers. Here are my brothers. Here is my mother. Are we understanding what is happening here? Talking about building relationship, God connects us in our heart. It's relationship. You wouldn't understand it because I'm not just speaking physical, I'm speaking spiritual, being joined with one another. And how are we joined? We are joined in heart. We are joined. The nail that pierced through us is the spirit that connects us. Are we understanding that? You're not just anybody. You are joined with somebody. The person next to you are joined in with. And therefore, if anything happened to that person, you feel it. You feel that you, the pain. You feel the burden. You feel that. And even when you think of Balthazar going through the situation when he called and asked for prayer, you feel the burden that you want to pray for Balthazar. And this morning you could hear a testimony of a healing that took place because you prayed and you believed God for trans transformation in his life. <sighs> the sad thing, the saddest thing is not when you go, but the saddest thing for this church would be for him to go and you don't get his spirit. It's for you to go. Him to go. And you didn't get his spirit. We're not connected in heart. Don't let him go with the anointing that is on his life. John, don't go with the anointing. All that God has given to you, you have been giving it out. You give us the dulos, all the materials. We teach it in, in, in for 12, 13 years in St. Martin. Um, Avril, she was one of the persons who came in and spoke us into understanding what it was and how to go about the program. We didn't do it like England, but we do it in the way that could facilitate the people in the Caribbean. And you and Dawn came at a time when we were graduating because people's lives were impacted. Why? Because we run with the vision. We cut your spirit. Amen? So we are not mourning for you, my friend. We are happy that you have run your course. You have done what God has called you to do, and you're still doing it. And we rejoice. As long as you're here, we thank God for you. We give the Lord praise. But none of us are here for all the time. None of us are here for a lifetime. Every one of us know the time will come. And even me, I can go before anybody here. I'll tell you. Mark, you don't know that. I'm going to say something that you don't know. John knows because I told him. Every night, sometimes I'm afraid to go to sleep. Because the doctors told me some 11 years ago, 
that I have a condition. It's my wife who first notices while I was asleep, while I'm sleeping, I'm not breathing at a certain time. And I snore to the worst sometimes that could even disturb somebody. I'm sure that you never heard me snore while you were there. The reason for that is because I'm carrying a machine that I must walk with every day, every night. And I must put it on with a mask on through my nose to bring in oxygen into my body. Or else I could die in my sleep. But I'm happy to do what God has called me to do. For 11 years, I've been depending on a machine every night. But my faith is still strong. Are you understanding me? Yes. Every one of us has limitations and we have, we have difficulties. But you know why? We are not giving up. Amen? Amen? We are not giving up. I want to close by saying to every one of you, Joseph did all that even to touch Pharaoh as his son. But when Joseph died, he gave them command to take his bones out. But he did not leave nobody to influence parliament. He left nobody to influence government. So when he died, there was no representation of God in Pharaoh's kingdom. Don't die and miss the opportunity to affect the next generation. Don't die and did not, did not bring up the emerging leaders and I closed. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.